clap sync. Three, two, one. All right. Wonderful. So the beginning of this episode, we're going to start with a spoiler-free section so that people can get a sense for the game. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was internally going like, what? <laughs> Just kidding, you guys. Just Did I kidding. loop back to the Outer Wilds episode? Exactly. <laughs> it's just a reference to the Outer Wilds episode, which, which people don't even listen to this shit linear anyways. Like, I swear to God, like, all the people that write in are always just like, yeah, I just bounce around. And that makes sense. That's what I would do. That's probably what we would all do. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just funny because it's just sort of like we have this meta narrative because we're here. And so we're just like, yo, you know what's hella funny? Some shit I referenced last week. And the motherfuckers be listening to this like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Un- unlucky, really. <laughs> Truthfully. So I was going to say, like, the only thing that really hints at the linearity, I guess, is when we, like, mention events that have occurred. Like, oh, my goodness. It was so weird going back and, like, listening to our, like, the council episodes. Mm. Only because we were talking about, like going outdoors and going yeah, to yeah. stores yeah, and yeah. everything and i listen mm. back to those episodes yeah, and i'm like whoa <laughs> yeah we traveled back then amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah there's like so much stuff what that uh like watching movies and seeing people like going to restaurants that are totally packed mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i don't know that triggers my anxiety i'm just like horrified by people being that close together in public yeah but i actually love it because it helps me set like my mindset right because it's like now it's very clear to me that all this shit on tv is just fantasy anyways you know what i mean it's all just fiction because i'm like this shit ain't real like no one would actually do this and it's perfect so it sets me in the right mind state as opposed to like you know being like that shit is exactly how life is you know so i think that's helpful it's it's teaching people although let us be honest man I barely watch TV, but occasionally I'll catch a commercial here and there for some television. You know, maybe Elena's watching some football game or something like that. And they, they're adapting, man. Humans, they're fucking, they're unstoppable. Like the amount of what if we wrote a fucking television show about the pandemic, like is just, it's out of fucking control. Like it's everywhere, you guys. Like it's the same shit where it was like, do you guys remember there was like a TV show called, I forget, I forget what it's called. I never watched this. So like, forgive me, I'm about to probably say mean things about a thing I've never watched. And by the way, welcome to Tyranny of Thumbs. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're talking uh, about video games, not TV shows, which is why this is a truly a hot take from McCoy. <laughs> exactly. It's outside of my area of expertise. So I'm extra ignorant. Like I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I have nothing to compare it to. But yeah, it was this like, uh, this TV show about what it's like to work at I think it's like a Walmart or it could be a Target. It's like any of those superstores. I think it. They, I think the one they use is actually Cloud9. I think that's the example that they use for this fictional uh, Target-like place. And it just felt like, now forgive me if I'm wrong, but it felt like they were like, there's a lot of Targets out there. There are a lot of Walmarts out there. How do we make a television show to like capture that experience, you know? And like, how do we market that? back to all of the employees of all of these stores like this is like just a slam dunk marketing idea and i feel like it's now evolved to like how do we make a show about all of these stores and their experience during the pandemic it's like just it's just evolving it's just on top you know what i'm saying it's just on top of each other (laughs) and i 
I'm not here for Oh, I mean, like, all the medical dramas out there. Like, Brandon Brandon watches a lot of TV, and most recently he watches a lot of medical dramas. And it's just really f- interesting to see how each of the medical dramas has their own, like, coronavirus episode that they do, where mm. they're just like, ah, yes, we will take this thing that everyone's dealing with, and we'll put it in the TV show. And then they, like, have to make a claim at the end, being like, FYI, we're only doing one episode on the coronavirus, because we're not going to have our actors still take these you know fantasy precautions in their hospital so in the next episodes in the hospital you'll see everybody unmasked and in close proximity because we can't keep doing this crazy (laughs) oh did you guys hear the fucking it was like on reddit a little while ago but it was tom cruise got like like mic'd up just yelling at a film crew for breaking covid protocols did you guys hear about this was it was it Tom Cruise? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Cruise. But I could be wrong because, again, really out of my element here. <laughs> <laughs> really. Like, the only thing I remember Tom Cruise from was, like, he jumped on a couch one time and comedians definitely didn't let that go. But, like, that's, like, the only thing I <laughs> I think there's Mission Impossible in there. Um, but, like, yeah. There, there you go. See, you're not completely ignorant. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I if, we're, if we're playing the game of, like, name Tom Cruise facts, like, I think I have, like, four. And I made it seem like I had zero, and so it was really impressive when I got to two. I think I could go all the way to four, but no further. Just stop um, while you're ahead. Exactly. There's no fucking way I'm going to four, man. That shit's way too hard. That's I, I think I already overestimated it. But yeah, like, I think it was Tom Cruise, you guys, but I don't know. And he was just like, whatever, it was basically an actor just like yelling at everyone. And he's definitely yelling, and he's def- being aggressive, and he's being very, you know, like, mean or whatever. And yet you, like, listen to what he's saying, and he's just like, he's like... If any of you fuck this up and we get sick, like all of our families are like at risk, like and they'll shut down our whole industry and like all of you guys are contractors and none of you will get paid. And do you want to shut down this whole industry? Like we got to take this shit serious. And like the more he's yelling, the more you're like, you know what? This is a reasonable case. Like like he's making a good argument for protecting these people. So anyways, um, wow. Are we going to do a spinoff? But yeah, this is not the Tom Cruise podcast. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, the spoiler section of Tom Cruise. That's what we were going to cover now. But no. So this week we played uh, a little game that you all may or may not have heard of called Loop Hero. Um, Essentially, our, our premise going into this was that we have taken the last two weeks as james called it no lifing outer wilds and so you know and because um you know little known to you guys at home but we did record the outer wilds podcast a little late in the week so we had kind of a limited schedule to play something between recording outer wilds and then today's episode getting us back on track um and so james recommended that we all just try out Loop Hero, which is something that I've actually seen kind of making its way and making waves through the streaming platforms recently, um, seeing just a lot of different streamers and personalities a lot uh, trying out their hand at Loop Hero. Um, and so that's what we did. And so I guess we'll start out. So the game, I guess, and James, this is where you're going to need to like come help me out here because this game was in beta for a while or it had or it only had released a it had like a limited release for a bit yeah so this game actually did not do a beta they did a demo a demo that's That's crazy a free demo 
Whoa. Of what just year the is first it? first chapter? <laughs> yeah, right? I love it's demos, like, bro. I, I miss demos. Dude, me too. Yeah. And, like, everybody else just calls their demo a beta. But it's not a beta. It's a demo. Um, and these people were like, fuck it. This is a demo. That's crazy. Uh, we're not taking your advice. We don't give a shit. We <laughs> built a game that we're proud of. You can check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I put some words into their mouth there. Um, they, didn't, <laughs> they may or may not have sworn. You know, don't. They, they may or may not have. <laughs> Uh, oh, they definitely disrespected swore. their entire community. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, so um, I actually I saw a streamer play the demo, okay. and I was like, "Oh, that looks super cool!" So I downloaded the demo and played it for myself, and I thought, "This is a really fun game. I'd really like to get the podcast to play this." Um, and then it came out and kind of everybody that I follow on Twitch was playing this game. Um, and I was like, well, maybe I won't watch that because I kind of want to play it for the podcast. And then this kind of mini opportunity came out. And then, so I, uh. Strong-armed you guys into playing the game. James, would you say it's the... I'm trying to, like, put a category around the set of streamers that maybe you follow that are playing this game. Is it, like, the Magic the Gathering? Or is it, like, the strategy? Because, like, I I would imagine, like, Jorbs and Friends is playing this sort of game. Oh, yeah. But not only that. It was, um... It was, like, many, many people... Uh, Sacriel was playing this game, still does really? play this game. Okay. He's, um, a very high level, uh, PVP first person shooter player. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly in the survival shooter category. Um, who else was playing this game? I think yeah, the trailer George's shows definitely. like Ezekiel the third is quoting. Really? Yes, I, I, I know cool. you've mentioned him before. I think it was just in a podcast, though, that you had heard him, I think, maybe talk about Senua's sacrifice. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, he's on a podcast that I follow. Um, <laughs> I don't really watch his content that much. <laughs> but he's killer on the but, podcast. But he's it's great on the podcast. Drop fames, he's killer. Yeah. whole podcast is great. Yeah. It's about Twitch ecosystem and somewhat games as well. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely like all the strategy people, a lot of, um, magic players dropped in for a moment, but like, this is kind of the middle of the like season, whatever that means for magic. So they're kind of, they're no life in magic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then like. A bunch of variety streamers hopped in. Like, Co Carnage was playing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, JP. Um, okay. We've done the just entire... a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, the whole, the, that's the other two people in the Dropped Frames <laughs> podcast. Um, 
reasonable. Yeah. That's but great. Yeah, I- so <clears throat> it, it's very interesting because I think I also saw this game in action through, you know, of all things, it was a Twitch tweet that popped up on my Twitter timeline or something. Like, Twitch made, like, a montage of streamers, like, playing and reacting to Loop Hero being like, are you part of, like, you know, are you part of the Loop Hero experience? Like, check out these streamers doing this right now here on Twitch. And, like, that was the only way that I, like, actually saw, I guess, just the depth of, uh, you know, within the Twitch ecosystem that this game has permeated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think that's really interesting because I look at a game like Loop Hero and, you know, James James came forward with this game for us. Even, I, I think you came forward with this game maybe a couple weeks ago even, being like, yeah. yo, we should play this for the podcast. And I took one look at the title screen and I was like, maybe nope (laughs) doesn't look like my sort of game that i like but okay for the podcast um because the the graphics of this game uh look a little little old school looks a little uh reminiscent of you know the the rpgs of you know the early days um i got some like strong ftl vibes for whatever reason when i saw this not because of like the content Mm. because dude it looks like a spaceship wow when you say it like that the loop can look like a spaceship i am dude yeah let me link you the the image i'm looking at this is so ftl holy fuck (laughs) sorry jesus but actually though look look at this this is a spaceship (laughs) do you see it i kind of see it yeah okay okay i mean mechanics are similar too but sure okay yeah but yeah, like, I don't know if anybody else, like, look, so, like, I guess the point is, like, I, I look at games like this and I'm immediately, like, this game will really have to try to sell it to me for me to play it for, like, a long period of time. And I don't know if that's everybody else's experience. Like, Raph, I'm sure you, you probably were all over this game because you also liked, you, you know, games like FTL and whatnot in the past. Um, I mean, I actually kind of didn't know what to make of it at first either. Um, but yeah, like once I started playing, I was like, I got really into it for sure. Um, I yeah. I played this game, the beta, the demo, sorry. Wow, Jesus. And I was <laughs> like, ah, yes, a game for Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> Seems fair. <clears throat> There's just yeah, a lot I of guess, systems like, depth. The The title doesn't really tell you that much, I guess. Uh, no. And it took me a while of reading about it to figure out what the game was actually like, I guess. Hmm. Well, and to be honest, like, I don't know. Like, when you look at the Steam page and you're looking at, like, the still images of the game, looking at shit like what McCoy's just posted here on the Discord, like, I look at a screenshot that looks like this and I'm like oh no <laughs> like what the <laughs> hell is going on here like how do i even try to make sense of this in the first place yeah there's a um, lot to take in yeah exactly mccoy did you have a similar like what were what was your i guess vibe going into this game i am often at least mildly turned off by art styles like this like just at the at the initial hurdle 
like not this one in particular, but just in general. Uh, but what I think is really fascinating about this is it, I think a lot about Ethan Carter, right? When you're saying like, oh, people have nostalgia for this art style, but I don't, you know? And I, I feel very similar to you in that way, despite the fact that I played all sorts of games like this uh, at that time. Like, I feel like this is like, but anyways, the point is that like, so Ethan Carter, right, has that really old school 3D look to it. Like very, like, I want to say, um, like source engine style, old school 3D. And I like love it. Like It's beautiful. And I think it's like an artistic style that I want to see throughout my rest of my life, even though technologically it doesn't make sense. And I just hope that other people feel that way about this art style because it is so fucking popular and I fucking hate it. <laughs> so like I hope that people feel the same way I feel about Ethan Carter about this art style that's what I that's what I hope because uh, yeah yeah I can hear you when you say things like wow doesn't seem up my alley yes I can see why you would think that when looking at this game they went all the way for this art style all the way all the way it's very cohesive in that way like it is one of those things where I'm like this has a really high level of artistic cohesion that I don't like um personally so i'm curious do you like james Rafa, you guys like do you look at this shit and you were like hell yeah or or is it just a so, vehicle for the systems or what i like pixel art styles uh when they're well done in general um this one has a very restricted color palette which i i'm a little torn about like on the one hand like i like vivid bright colors and this is very much not that mm -hmm. um on the other hand, it just like it's pulled off really well, and I kind of gotta respect that, I guess. It it looks I, I get this feeling like it looks way better than it feels like it should. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I feel that way about. I think that that like I, we don't need to make this a discussion just about the graphics because I think we can go hand in hand with sound as well, because the sound is also. I'm gonna say the term eight bit, and someone's gonna be like, "It's not," and I'd be like, "Great." You're right. Whoever you are, you are right. I am wrong. But it's old school. Some seems like there's bits related to it in a low number. Um, you know what I mean? And like yes. when, and when you drop like the the vampire like house or whatever the fuck, um, the mansion, like that laugh, that like it sounds so old uh, school. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, like terror yeah. laugh. It's definitely a style, and I feel like. It's just like you say, Raphael. It's like it It seems like it would be worse than it is, but they're really nailing what they're going for. Right. Like all the combat sounds, I think like the only the only reference I have to go off to with like old school games is like old school Pokemon. But like, yeah, the attack sounds are a lot like what, you know, Pokemon Red sounded like to me when you attack, how it's just like the kind of swiping hit sounds um the the hp when your hp kind of goes down when you pop a potion when your hp is maxed out it kind of gives you a little a little chirp to kind of notify you being like i'm full or like i'm dying <laughs> um and uh yeah it, it the uh, it's the vampire one specifically is funny to me just because it like reminds me of like when you're in those like home goods stores and you like oh, yeah. are in the Halloween decoration section and then you like press one of those like press my hand and I will do something like it sounds like 
that shit. It does. <laughs> like when you walk by a skull that's like motion sensor and it like laughs. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, it's true. It do- it really does sound like that. Yeah. I think that yeah, they're going mean. for like a late 90s uh PC game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. art style like Heroes of Might and Magic type. Yeah, like I want to say Diablo <clears throat> 2, but I have no idea, but if you said to me Diablo 2, I would be yeah. like sure. Um there are there are certainly things that you can say yes this looks kind of like Diablo 2. Um but but it's also got say... some earlier influences as well. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh like with the the monochrome uh sprites on the map, I guess. That is an earlier art right. style, but like the way that they've done the right. pixel art for the roads and the buildings and stuff is pretty it's close much to like more Diablo one or two, right? And like the, the yeah. weapons and armor and stuff like that. But yeah, of course, your character being like the first video game ever made, practically, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a cute little guy that just kind of like waddles back and forth. Yeah, that's like a single super, color. yeah, super low res. Yeah, mm-hmm. um. <clears throat> I think that this art style and kind of the information density that's required for this game um, kind of hurts it um, in terms of advertising with screenshots because if you don't know what is going on with each of the tiles, which are fairly clearly like each individual tile and what improvement you've made to it is pretty obvious if you know what they all are. But if you're just kind of looking at it, like, should I buy this game? Only people who are like, Ooh, yeah, I want to spend six hours reading yeah. uh, <laughs> what the fuck everything is are going to be excited by that. But it's actually, I would argue, <clears throat> not that um, like difficult of a new player experience as it would suggest. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if my new player experience was <laughs> as aligned as yours oh, was. Oh, it's not, it's not an easy new player experience, but it's not as bad a new player experience as a random screenshot of like an hour into a run would would let you believe yeah it um, almost has a uh god what is the fuck is that like you know those games where you would like is it literally sim city yeah it has kind of a sim city vibe with the tiles but it's not that really but I like I'm looking at this forest and I'm like if this shit lit on fire because I built my buildings really poorly like there's no way I'm gonna get the fire department here on time like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't think I'm good enough at that. So, yeah, I see what you mean. There's a complexity that it feels like it might have, or like a density. Also, like, it's kind of hard to. This is the style, but it's kind of hard to see everything. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. I I don't disagree with that. I think you need to spend a lot of time with the game, in order to read what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess they do try think, to mitigate it oh, yeah. a little bit in ways that I appreciate where like the all of the background tiles are that nice monochrono- monochromatic palette. 
um, very, I guess, detailed, as detailed as pixel art can be at a small scale. Um, but then all of the, your character and then the encounters that you experience on the loop are all just these bright, very contrasting shades that are just one color, you know, so you yep. know when you're about to hit a spider or like you can visibly see you're about to hit four, sp four spiders versus three. Um, I do appreciate that bit, at least that they did try to at least have that much of a of a contrast just so you are aware of what your future encounters may look like now like the shape mm -hmm. of the encounter depending on whether or not you've like seen them in the past or not like <laughs> those can be whatever i'm like huh that looks like a snake up there is that a snake oh no it's a slug and it's killing me oh fuck um <laughs> like i guess there's only so much you can do when you are stuck in a probably like 10 pixel by 10 pixel square for a character um but you know I, I do appreciate that they didn't try to go into high detail with those enemies as much right yeah this shit's a banger in 4k bro like <laughs> let me just tell you that now <laughs> um so i i want to quickly go back to my comment about it being a not a bad um new new player experience and McCoy saying that maybe it is a bad new player experience. Um, I think that what I was thinking about is um, complexity density and, and the complexity curve of starting the game. And I think that they do that actually very well where each loop you start with absolutely nothing and you're given a very small and kind of slowly expanding set of options that you can do. Um, but it's uh, it's not like you hop into the game and you immediately have to like decide which of 60 options is the right thing to do. <clears throat> It's yep. like it kind of eases you into the mechanics. Yeah. I think another thing they did actually really well is the the mechanics are introduced like the the rate at which they're introduced is actually spread like throughout almost the entire game. Um, I I don't think I've ever seen a game that does it quite like this. I mean, the only thing that might be kind of similar is like Metroidvania games where you like don't get some crucial movement ability until really late. But um, in terms of like mechanical systems uh i was really impressed with how they've managed to like spread it throughout yeah i mean i know you were telling me that you and james were playing together and then it had been a long time and then james just says something along the lines of like i just found a new menu like what the where did <laughs> yeah. this menu come from yes yeah, so i i'm like 30 hours in now and i have found a new menu quite recently actually <laughs> Oh my god. What's dude, what's really funny about that though is that like it's um hearing Jorbs play this game, so that's what I, I started playing this game and realized that whether or not it has increasing complexity, I felt that I was behind the curve on understanding what the hell was going on. Um so I was like I think Yeah. I just wanna really quickly say I think you were actually ahead of the curve and you were seeing where it was going. 
and that freaked you out because there's a shitload going on. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely freaked me out. There's no doubt about that. Like, I, I got this, like, feeling of, like, it felt like not quite Hearthstone, but I wasn't saying it, like, is that far. I know it's a strange comparison, but, like, I learned already not that long ago that my preferred way of playing Hearthstone is watching someone talk about the high level of Hearthstone and then trying to do that maybe or maybe just watching it and never playing it. And I was, like, getting the same vibe from this game. Like, holy shit, what am I supposed to do with any of this? Like, what? why is there a super mountain in the middle of my mountains? How did that happen? And am I supposed to know? <laughs> did I not read that somewhere? Or is it just something that everyone just learns somehow? Like, what's happening? I'm missing shit. So then I was like, cool, I'm going to watch someone else play it. And what's really interesting about that is that they're like, you know, all these math nerds are out there and they're like, I think this is broken. I think this is broken. I think this is broken, which is hella funny. They're talking about like like legit bugs. Like, well, this system isn't working correctly or like this attack speed bug is existence. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like looking at the complexity of this game and I'm like, it just, I guess that doesn't surprise me. Like it's just, there's so much here, like so much. And people are making such fine arguments about um, very specific systems. It's just, it's one of those things where I don't know. Do you think these, the developers of this game were like ready for the scrutiny of, People like just really digging into this game and like really digging into the systems. I probably not. Probably not, right? I mm. mean, I I guess I don't know. It's is it? I I feel like uh, one of the main points about this game that I guess we haven't mentioned yet is that it is it is a roguelike game, and there's a lot of randomness involved. So like our. McCoy, were the arguments that like certain like I don't know certain juxtapositions of buildings were OP or was it like certain item sets combined together were OP? It was actually more like damage isn't calculating correctly in this particular example. It's more stuff like that, like like hmm. the math is wrong, and then people like and then hilarious things that only streamers would would say with confidence, which is like I changed the i and i file and I made it times sixteen speed, and then some things don't work. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then like then this dude in in the chat's like, but the i and i is not supposed to be changed, and then he's like, well, that's what it's there for. It is to be changed, <laughs> and then there was like a philosophical debate on that. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here like I don't know if I can. I don't know if I, I'm not the right guy. Get me out of here. It's been two hours. I just want to go home. And I am home. I've been home all day. But all right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But like, but what's crazy is like watching, for instance, like Raphael stream this game a little bit, like some of his later stuff with just a vastly different build than what I was able to accomplish in my time. It seems like there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in this game. And even like the base core of it that i have played feels like a lot already so it does feel like a very very dense game like is that is that something you guys agree with that have played it a bit more yeah i would actually say that, like i i think they were actually incredibly well prepared to deal with the complexity of this game like mm. it feels quite polished for like a new release coming out of nowhere mm. like uh, games yep. have been slipping on this a lot so i mean mm. <laughs> <laughs> as a uh, cyberpunk <laughs> <laughs> really demonstrates sometimes um and yeah the bar like bar is that low <laughs> it might just be i mean yeah yeah i think there's 
I think the failings of the game are more in its ability to explain what's going on and less in whether the interactions are working correctly. So I think you may have been talking about the way that enemy scaling works over the loop. Uh, the game sort of claims that there's like a percentage increase each loop, uh, but actually it's a more complicated formula that also multiplies by the new loop number. So it's more like a a hundred and that increase, mm. uh, mm. which is very different from what you might think reading it. Um, that being said, like in terms of how the mechanics actually play, it seems to work out really well. And it's just about learning how they work. So that's, I feel like that's probably the rub of, with when it comes to a game like this. I imagine like how willing someone is to immerse themselves in a lot of systems interacting at the same time that are not necessarily fully explained. But if you're willing to try them out and test them out and learn, like I feel like if you enjoy that process of like sinking your mental teeth into a game like this, I feel like there are is a lot to to do i feel like like you know it's because it doesn't just have the like the loop with all the buildings and all the fights and stuff it also has this like rpg roguelike style like uh item system like you know armor and things with magical properties potentially and like rarities and levels and yeah i mean i'd say the itemization is actually almost straight out of like diablo Mm -hmm. um So it's actually like a really interesting mishmash of different design concepts. So it's got like the whole deck builder aspect of the game. It's got like the kind of city building, I guess, of like, actually you build your town, but then you're also building like a whole landscape on each loop and that impacts the gameplay. Um, Then it's also kind of set up like an idle like game Um, or something, except that Really, you can't idle for much of it in most circumstances. I, even just, like, pausing there for a second, like, I think there's a lot of, like, understanding gap that you that one might have walking into this game. Like, just for example, the fact that you're even able to articulate elegantly that, yes, this is a card game as part of it. That is, was not immediately clear to me. I may have very strict definitions of what cards are. Or something. We were talking about this the other day. Like, is every video game object a card? Really? Like, I don't know. But yeah, like apparently there's a deck here that you shuffle in a certain percentage of some of these cards that you choose into, and then it recycles, sort of Slay the Spire-esque way. I mean, I say that as if I even remotely know how the deck works in this game and if it's similar. But like, yeah, there's that component to it too. And so choosing what to put into your deck and what percentages are going to come out and this, that, and the other, and when it refreshes, these are all things that you could optimize uh i don't which i yeah i mean my understanding is not that is is that it's not like you you add something to like a deck that shuffles and then you draw from like the top of it my understanding was that your deck is like a list of cards and their their chance to being drawn every single time you draw a card so yeah, it's not like I think you can only get a weight, one rare card. They don't actually have counts. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's no like limit. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, like no by idea. adding yeah. more, you do get the effect of like diluting the weight pool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. are these weights communicated? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, where not, is Not that? even a little bit. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of this game 
which is uh, completely invisible. Um, and I think that some of that is like the fun part of exploring a game and learning its mechanics and like the joy of finding a new synergy or the terror of finding a new synergy that hurts you um, and being like, all right, guess I have to avoid that. Um, <clears throat> but like what you were talking about of like having a mega mountain is that if you put spoilers, nine rock or mountain tiles into a square, uh, they transform and you get one of them and they give you bonus health and then they spawn harpies. The mountain does. And it only happens once, though, because yes, I tried to make yeah. multi, multi mountains, <clears throat> well, and that didn't work. <laughs> you, you can only have one of them at a time, but you can destroy your, your mega mountain and form a new one. You can destroy things in this game? There is, yeah, there's, there's a card um, for that. <laughs> I mean, like, there's, there's Oblivion. There's oblivion. Is that yeah, Oblivion? You can, so you can Oh, you, you, can you don't have to destroy just tiles. stuff on the roads? You can destroy mountains no. as well? You can yeah. destroy, yeah, anything. Whoa. Well, See? Actually, I guess okay, here we go. Learning. <laughs> Learning in real time, everyone. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's See, what that, I mean. that, that was not like clear to me, I guess. Like and I guess that's yeah. the that's the experimentation with this game is that I think a lot of it has to do with I guess it, it does play off of your curiosity of being like, can it says it can destroy anything. Can it destroy this? And I guess I am too I don't want to say I'm like too rigid with rules, but like, I don't know. I, I read that rule and I'm like, it only applies to roads. I'm not even going to bother having it apply to anywhere else. Um, mm. So there's maybe one that's just my own my that own that's thing. not true. And it's okay. completely undescribed anywhere. You just kind of <laughs> have to figure it out. Fair. Um, but all cards have a little circle um, at the top of them. And either it's empty, half filled in, or completely filled in. Mm -hmm. And the ones that are completely filled in, you put on the road. The ones that are half filled in, you put next to the road. And the ones that are empty, you put away from the road. And Oblivion uh, has three circles. I see. Because it can affect all three Everything. types of well, card. I think the other thing that it actually does do really well is as soon as you start pulling up a card, it right. does highlight everywhere that it can be played. That's also true, yeah. Mm. Which, like, yeah, yeah, it's just you just gotta learn, and then so yeah, with like the treasury. But for it's example. also not clear why you would ever wanna play it. Well, yeah, away from the road. One. Mm -hmm. um, why would you destroy a mountain? And for to stop harpies. For noticeable change. Explain that one. Uh, so every time a tile gets transformed by some process, uh, I, mean, I think aside from placing something onto an empty road, uh, you get a, a unit of noticeable change, which gets combined into an orb of metamorphosis, one of like, the resources used uh... for building things. That explains it. So you're probably getting most of your so noticeable you change that. from Meadows transforming early on. Mm -hmm. I just learned that today, where like Meadows placed next to rocks 
or other buildings creates flowers, which then does the metamorphosis. But like the thing yeah. is, like that's not spelled out. Like I had to visibly see, like mouse over the I- icon, be like, "Oh, this is metamorphosis," and then I had to note while there's a bunch of other stuff going on in the game, but note that wow, I clicked this tile here and I see a fragment of metamorphosis be added to my loot pile. Um, And that's, I think it's easier said than done, just because also, like, there is, I guess, the pause function when you're doing a loop where you can pause and you can plan. But when everything's going on in real time, because at the same time, your own hero is doing, like, an auto-battler with its encounters Mm -hmm. on the roads, but you're also trying to, like, keep track of the effects of the tiles you're placing in different areas. Um, And for me, that just, it led to just a whole bunch of like me not realizing what I was affecting or what was going on um, until maybe it, I I would say until it was too late, but it never really affected me negatively, I suppose. I don't know. This game is interesting because it's the. F- I've gotten pretty far in this game, and I think I have about twenty percent comprehension of everything that's going on. And I think that's just a very bizarre combination to have in th- these sorts of games. I suppose, uh, where I'm just like, wow, I made it to Act Three, and I don't even know what's going on. I guess I'm doing well. Maybe question mark. Am I good at this game? I don't know. (laughs) I'm just clicking shit. (laughs) Even the premise of good at this game is sort of something that's kind of strange in the modern day. Because, like, yeah, you can Mm -hmm. watch streamers that are, like, good at this game. And it'll put your feeble mind to shame. Um, And I don't mean you. I mean all of us. It will feel that way. Because you're like, this guy's played it for 400 hours. And you're like, well, okay. I didn't understand that worked that way (laughs) to everything. (laughs) Um, But then there is maybe an aspect of this game where it's like, there might just be like, hey, do you want to just play it and have fun and get places too? Like, I feel like there's that as well. And so I don't know. It's hard to, to understand if that's good at the game or not. But like it is, you are progressing through the game and maybe having fun. You know what I mean? So then there's that element, I feel like, too. So there's like the optimization optimization side. And then there's just like the progression side. Because like, I mean, you, dude, when we were kids, right? Like I didn't optimize shit <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Like, one optimization, I was, like, so sick. Like, I remember, like, in way back in the day in StarCraft, I was, like, the first thing I'm going to do is build another worker. And I was, like, whoo, I am so good. Like, <laughs> whereas now it's, like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's, so like, the difference. But I had a ton of fun in StarCraft. So I do wonder if there's, like, a avenue of progression through this game that doesn't involve understanding the weight chances of cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I, it's just I feel like it's what you you come for. I think a lot of people, at least that I've seen online, have come for the like systems understanding, and I think that's probably what Raphael mm-hmm. came here for, and that's probably what James came here for. Um, but I get the sense this game has multiple paths through it. Like outside of that, there is like a, I just played this game for fun, and I think I got a decent understanding of what was going on here without optimizing anything. Path as well. So maybe that's what you're on, Zoe. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I really paid any attention to was items. Like, Mm -hmm. 
item synergy was the only thing that I really truly focused on. And then, like, I guess in these later hours that I've played, or just, I guess, even later minutes that I've played, I've finally gotten into more of the optimizing terraforming <laughs> sort of aspect of the game. So I guess, like, it is, it is interesting that you can still progress if you just focus on, say, like, one thing. Like item synergy and that can get you far enough yeah i mean i think the first thing i really thought deeply about was the optimal combination of mountains and rocks and i did like a lot of iterations on this like do you want a checkerboard pattern do you want to build the mountain peak out of rocks and save the mountains elsewhere because it gets converted into something that's like a mountain anyway uh yeah, so I guess I had a very different approach. The The itemization, I think, I didn't think a lot about, aside from, like, do I want a spread of things or do I want to stack one thing? Um, mm -hmm. But mostly, I think, like, from having played a lot of Path of Exile and Diablo, like, this sort of itemization was something I was pretty familiar with already. I I tend to optimize with fuzzy logic, which is to say, eh, that looks fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm fuzzy about it. There's yeah, a no, lot of math uh, if you're that's not. That's not what fuzzy logic, logic is for everybody that might not. It's not, <laughs> it's not what fuzzy logic is. Um, yeah, then I got rivers and I was like, let me find the optimal layout in this ge geometric space for rivers. Okay, I don't know what liver. I almost said livers. Uh, I don't know what rivers do, but I've heard that they're ridiculously strong. They are. Okay, twice as strong. Good. Twice. They're as strong. twice as strong. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like some fuzzy logic to me. I don't know. Like, yeah. God, it's that. Yeah. So, because also the I treasuries think that, too. Right? I think that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of saying I will not be optimal here, but I will enjoy discovering what's happening and what the systems are doing and doing my best um, is kind of how I enjoy these games. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, this seems better than that sort of situation. It mm -hmm. always reminds me of like watching an overexplained, like for Slay the Spire, where it's like if you, every decision has a lot, like it feels almost as if every decision, even the ones you think are automatic, have like a lot of weight to them. The question is like, is it worth it to do what is very complicated math? I would say, as someone who does not do com very complicated math, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, and so some of it is just, hmm, I, I don't know. But what I would say that this game does really well to combat very complicated math, if you don't want to do it, is that it seems like it's more about a flow. Like, if you think of, you know, like when you're in college or whatever before that, and you just have like, a bank account and it has a set amount of money in it it's like a hundred dollars right and it does not go up because you were a child 
right? And it goes down if you spend it. And you're like, fuck, that hurt. And then you got 50 more dollars. And you're like, shit. Like, that's one type of math for money. But then, like, when you're an adult, it's like, I made an X amount of money. And then I also spent X amount of money. So it, what's my net? Like, what's happening to my bank account at the end of the month, right? And so, like, money's flowing through, money's flowing out. It's the same with your HP in this game. And I think that's one of the ways that they sort of combat that is you have a lot of HP in this game, a lot of HP. And that's a very relative number. But what I mean is that you don't die instantly. You know, you go and fight something and it does like what feels like less than a hundredth of your health. And it might actually be um, per hit. And so you can see, you're like, I'm going to change this item set here. And I'm going to see if my health is going down faster than it was before. Or if it's even going up when I add some vampirism items. Like, can I get it to go up during these battles? So you don't have to be absolutely perfect. And you have a gauge as to see how well you're doing. And it goes up and down and it ebbs and flows based on what you're seeing. So it kind of gives you warning and heads up as you're sort of assessing how well did you do on optimizing. Uh, and I think that that's a huge component of this game is just sort of like a lot of shit is happening and you're sort of like, am I winning the majority of the time? Am I losing slowly? Like how much longer can I go? Do I have to change things up? So that's that's one of the nice things it does to sort of combat the like, was this perfectly optimal? Like, did you just did you just die? Um, I feel like you don't yeah. just die, at least not where I was playing in the game. It was a very I slow have definitely just died. <laughs> um, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so there's there's the class, the necromancer, which has no armor. Um but you get like a magic shield. Um, and so you're kind of, but you, and you also like summon skeletons that take hits for you, but you can just, I, I feel like every round with the necromancer, you're just hoping that this isn't the loop that you get outscaled because there's always one and you always die. And it's always a surprise because <laughs> this is like the magic shield just didn't cut it anymore and then you just died yeah, yeah or i think that was a problem with the rogue as well it was the least problem with the yeah. warrior for sure yeah agreed I've, i always felt with a warrior like i knew that this run was going to be the one that might kill me and then i would be like all right i'll do the loop because maybe i'll get some awesome items and then i would die and then i'd be like i knew better fuck <laughs> <laughs> and then you take your 30% of your resources back to your And then camp. you take your 30% of your items and you feel bad about it. Yeah. 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 I, I do like, yeah, I, I found myself being very conservative on my loop excursions where often I would be the one to be like, you know, you reach the, you reach the bonfire and it'd be like, you want to continue or you want to go home? And I'd be like, no, I'm good. I'll go home. Like thanks, <laughs> that that was a little much. Sure, I'm still at seventy five percent HP, but I'm good. Thank you. Um, and I got worried for a bit because, you know, there is the the loop portion of this game where a bunch of the gameplay is, but then they also have this like you know you're back at camp and you can kind of build up your camp by, you know, crafting different areas like the smith or the potion the potion seller or you know there's a bunch of buildings that you can craft and expand your camp that way 
And I got worried because, you know, I was like, is me like quitting after five loops constantly? Is it putting me behind the curve as to like my camp's progress? Because obviously, like I wasn't able to upgrade after every excursion um, nor build. I would just basically like be back at camp and I'd go back out there. Um, and I thought that the game would penalize me for that um, by just putting me behind the curve in certain situations. And I didn't see that that was the case as much. Like a game that comes to mind where I could totally see this, you know, biting you would be like something like Darkest Dungeon where, you know, mm. you have your excursions and if while you're in town, you don't level up your characters and you're not, you know, recruiting more people and you're not, you know, maintaining all of these different, I guess, like areas of town. Um, if you neglect those, then, you know, you can, the game will outscale you and just completely murder you and you'll have to just start a new save file. Um, and I think the other thing is if you like return too early from right. your expeditions, you don't have enough gold to even treat like the injuries that your heroes have sustained. Yeah, and they, right. they gain yeah. extra fear as well, leaving early, if I recall mm -hmm. correctly. Yeah, And exactly. there's costs to go on the expeditions. Yeah, so it's like all those things. Yeah, I think that's a great example. There's a lot of systems that want to punish that. But yeah, I, I don't think there are, I mean, I don't know, I'm not super far, but I don't think there are any here. I think it's actually Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I really haven't. I've made it, I agree, like I said, yeah. I've made it to Act Act three, and I feel like my very conservative playstyle kind of helped me so that I'm able to get to Act three, and I think I've only died twice um, in the game so far. Wow. Um, wow. So conservative playstyle is the way to go, guys. There you go. We'll yeah, wrap I it up. So. I think that's <laughs> really <laughs> true. I died yeah. probably more than half of the time. Yeah. I, I think that I'm in Raphael's boat of dying more than half of the time. And it's always, well, it's almost always 2020 hindsight with like, I knew I shouldn't have taken that loop, <laughs> but I did it anyway. Yeah. Like half of my resources were already maxed, but I took the loop to see if I could do it and yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I think it's very much similar to uh, your playstyle in Dark Souls, Zoe, where it's like conservative from the soul's perspective. Like, I think this game is doing the same thing that Dark Souls mm -hmm. is, where it's tempting you to go further. And if you do, you put more at risk. And if you are willing to cash in, it maybe takes longer, maybe takes more time, um, like guaranteed more time, but it's not like gambling at a quicker time with the punishment of a longer time. So it's like a consistent mm -hmm. style, mm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Right. Because let me tell you something, if you die, you ain't upgrading after that expedition either. Um, that's so. for damn sure <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so like also I would say that upgrading buildings um, does not feel great uh, I, was gonna say, it I doesn't upgraded look a few like buildings that noticeable of a change from what I've seen you know because yeah. it does give you a preview of what you'll get when you upgrade which is nice um there's a few think, that are certainly like significant differences, but like not not most of them. Yeah. 
I think what I'm really struggling with most right now in this game is actually like, and maybe there's a way to do this and maybe you guys tell me, but I just, I don't see any clear way of knowing this, but like you go to upgrade a building and it tells you the materials that you need. However, it doesn't describe what those materials are. Like you can't mouse over them and it tells you you need four metamorphosis balls or whatever. I, like I struggled with this as well. Um, there is an encyclopedia that you unlock at some point and that helps. Although, I mean, there's still really no reason why it couldn't just tell you what those orbs were on the the screen there right and i'm finding that just to be very frustrating because like for the longest time now i've have one of these like copper ball things and all of my upgrades need two of them so it's always like one out of two and i'm like well i've obtained it before i i technically think i know how to get this but i haven't been getting it so like what do i need to do what is this even yeah (laughs) so it's just very frustrating did you the mouse other... over it in your um, inventory? Uh, well, because when when it's actually there, like it will only show you when you, I guess you're in the loop, maybe, and you have to have obtained something mm. to show that. No, so or, or it, no, I think you actually in your town, can do it. the like lower bottom right. There's like okay, all yeah. the things that you have, I and it does mouse it. over them there. Yeah, yeah, I don't even remember what. Mm, if you have that's what yeah no totally i'm i'm guessing there's things about orbs are... of expansion which i think are very poorly explained like you it's kind of a weird way to get them and a way that you're incentivized to avoid mm. do you want to okay. enlighten us do you know the details uh, yeah so it's if you are in a battle that has more than four monsters in it over the course of the whole battle i see um, so, I mean, these are incredibly dangerous scenarios <laughs> yeah. and also it I doesn't see. guarantee you get one. It's like the more monsters, the higher chance or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's not even guaranteed if you yeah. take on five people that you get it. Okay. So I've probably gotten it like on accident one time when I'm like, oh, I didn't put enough candles in that area. I needed to only face four. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think... I, I think that would just be my only, I guess, critique of the game. I, I, I wish there was a more, I want to say like a more eloquent way for them. Not not eloquent, that's not the right way. But like, I wish there was a clearer explanation of how to get some of these resources because a lot of them use very flowery language. And you're like, well, what does that mean? I don't know. And like I said before, like, as all the actions going down the loop scene, like I could have. I, I've obtained an orb of expansion at some point, but I could not tell you at which situation I ever got that from. So whether I could replicate it so I can stack up more of those orbs for crafting later, like it's very, I guess, like I wish there were just clearer means of obtaining that. But I maybe that's what they intended is that it's just like, oh, you're just going to get these random items and you're just going to have to guess how you obtain them each and every time. But that just seems so bad to me. I don't know. I, I don't like that. Yeah, it's interesting, like, because people do love figuring this stuff out for sure. And there's a level of value there, but there's also clearly a level of value in just like understanding things or being communicated 
things. I mean, like there just there just is. I mean, I don't know. I think about people argue over card text like all day long. Like this needs to explain the entirety of this action, or else I'm really mad. And I get that. Um, yeah, this this I don't know. Okay, hold on. Uh, question. Is the story good in this game? The reason why I'm saying this, <laughs> the reason why I'm saying this, is just because I keep getting the sense that like there's like a story progression, like single player aspect of this, and if there, if that's the case, right? Like if it if it does at all sk- slant towards being a single player game that people would enjoy for the story, then like it kind you can kind of wash over a lot. Like go to a AAA game and ask how any of those systems work, and you have no fucking idea. Um, you know what I mean? And so it's like, because they're just like, you'll play the game and have fun or whatever. Don't don't think about it too hard. And so I, I wonder if there's like a little bit of that here, if that's like intentional so that you'll look it up on a wiki or if it's just sort of like people want a level of understanding maybe more than they they wanted to initially like give to you, you know, just sort of like like learn along the way or, or, or don't. We're good. Like, okay. So then do people like, are people reading? Okay, Rafa, um, you're reading all the text, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is story. It's not... It's definitely not a story-driven game, for sure. Um, yeah. I would say the story is more like flavor. There's actually some interesting world-building in the writing. Um, but it's not. there's not a lot of story, I guess. It definitely to me feels like mechanics first world building like they created what they wanted the game to be and then they hired a writer to justify it in a world agreed um and i think that it's kind of face up about it and like poking at its poking fun at itself in a way that's quite enjoyable um like it it feels like it understands that its audience gets what's going on in in the sense of that um and i mean i think that that's fun to read um and like there's a book that you talk to and it just shows you completely like illegible pages with drawings of it actually has happening. one where it like totally flames you really hard when you find it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it took me a while to understand what it was saying, but it's actually amazing. <clears throat> okay. It's like I'm going to kill you and your corpse is going to stink. Um Well, so what it's actually saying is you stink, your brain oh, really? is small and you have small pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> Reasonable. Reasonable. And it's a well, book. Um but yeah, I mean, there's a story about how, like, the world um, kind of constantly is forgetting itself. Um, not just the people in the world, but like the world itself. And so you're um, remembering stuff into the world uh, by playing cards. Um, and stuff, and it, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, like in, in placing really... the. Oh, go ahead. 
I was gonna say like in placing the tiles so like as you place a mountain and as you place uh you know buildings and whatnot there is this meter uh in like the top left corner that is like the gauge of when the world is fully realized um mm -hmm. and when you lay down a certain number of tiles that's when the boss for that act will appear uh for you yeah. to fight um but that's kind of how they like to i guess posit it is that with every card you're playing and every piece of land you're putting down you are f realizing more and more of the world and recalling it anyway sorry Raphael. <laughs> oh yeah so there's the the book flames so i think i think the first one is basically just a poop emoji and then it's saying like your brain doesn't weigh more than whatever this small object is or like um, a feather maybe maybe yeah and then it's saying the smell of you is bad uh, <laughs> rotten fish and yeah and then it's it's pointing at your waist and magnifying glass like small object pinching oh, fingers yeah. as yep. if saying a little bit yeah oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh. this is right after your character like makes a terrible joke about starting on a new page <laughs> okay i'll put that on the instagram we'll see uh what all the instagram followers deciphering abilities are with that out of context <laughs> cables having out yep. but yeah I, I was gonna say i think the writers really nailed it on that like mechanics first let's write the writing after style um like the whole mechanic around like remembering things into the world and forgetting things um like i don't know if you caught this but at one point it says when the items overflow in your inventory you're they're forgotten in your inventory because literally they were there so mm. long that you forgot about them it's ridiculous and i thought mm -hmm. that was like a really cool touch right there was a you know funny funny realization I guess at the when we first started playing this game you know we we started playing this game being like oh it's nothing like Outer Wilds we will uh, we'll we'll play this game and then Raphael pulls it up and I guess the intro just says the stars are going out one by one Raphael's just like oh no <laughs> what have I done <laughs> yeah exactly you've entered into your own personal hell. But yeah. this game is definitely nothing like Outer Wilds, so continue playing it if you want a different experience from that game. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a statement that I'm willing to back up. This is nothing like Outer Wilds. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the roguelike na nature of both of them. Um, but yeah, holy fuck have we played a lot of roguelikes, you guys. What the f- It's like so many. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, and in so yeah. many different forms. And like this one is such a distillation of certain aspects of video games and certain aspects of roguelikes. Like, yeah, can we talk a little bit about, I know Raphael mentioned this. Uh, do you have a description of this? I, I could do my best. I don't play these games, but I've seen them, but in uh, idle games, and I, I think also clickers are in this similar genre, like, because it has some qualities of that too. Do you want to try to describe what an idle game is so people understand? Uh. So, I mean, again, I don't actually play a lot of idle games either, so mm -hmm. I don't know the genre too well, but I think the the general setup of an idle game is usually you're actually interacting with the game relatively infrequently, and it's kind like kind of the way you're intended to play it is by like setting up some process and then letting it run and then coming back to it after a while and 
sort of being surprised at the results, I guess, or pleased that everything worked out or didn't or whatever. And it's um, it's it's a yeah. numbers like playground. I mean, a lot of video games are because they're in the computer, of course, and like even you know D and D and stuff. But like you know, you start off doing one damage, right? But then eventually you do ten damage, and then eventually you do a hundred damage, and then eventually you do a thousand damage, and the numbers just they just go everything. And then you do yeah, they like tend to scale exponentially. Six point seven three three quadrillion damage. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I guess uh, a lot of the fun is in the planning of it. Yeah, yeah, and and like there's a curve too, and like being ahead or behind the curve is an endless battle, similar to roguelikes, right? It's like the curve can mm. like the. I mean, it depends on the game. It does. There's a lot of idle games that there's no real curve to it. It's just like click the buttons, walk away, the numbers go up, come back, click the buttons. Yeah. No, but like that is <clears> such a... It's just like a thing to do to give yourself the joy of having numbers go up. So, yes. That is both like, right, like a, maybe a simplified version of it, but also like very true. <laughs> I feel like, like I feel like that is very much what it is. But, um... Yeah, I, idle games, I guess, don't have a great reputation. Yeah, and like, it it's not it's not like StarCraft where you can be like, oh yeah, I got really good at StarCraft, and people are like, whoa, maybe some people anyway. Um, <laughs> the right, people. but like, people are not going to boast about idle games, except other idle games fan. They're probably in their own circle. Uh, like I high guess, five yeah. And, maybe yeah. I'm just not plugged into the right groups, and there are people who are really crazy about idle games. Yeah, and. Fair enough. Um, but, like, I think there are idle game qualities here, too. Like, I feel like that's one of the other things that they grabbed um, is, like, idle games or clickers or these sorts of just auto battlers even are sort of somewhat similar. Just this kind of, like, there's endless just stuff going on and, like, numbers are going up and you want to go up with the numbers ideally and like the battles are happening and hopefully they're going your way and it's it's i oof, feels like at times it can be a lot a lot of things going on at the same time and and they they reference this i think it's funny because you guys say like the title's not very explanatory like loop hero i feel like it is very explanatory because <laughs> it it is if you ever think of roguelikes as like oh i'm just caught in some endless loop like that's what i feel like when i'm done with them like oh i gotta get out of here like you know just because this could go on forever and i don't know if i want that i feel like this game unashamedly is that <laughs> where it's like yeah you could go on forever here like you know what i mean like it is very very much about playing within that that loop um and i i don't know like what I'm just curious what you guys think about that, just in the context of, like, I think the opposite on the spectrum of a game like this is a story game, like a, like Firewatch or something, that starts and finishes, and it has, like, an intention and a destination and different, like, tones and feels to it, whereas this is, like, it's an endless loop, right, that you, like, change the system along the way, but it kind of just, like, goes, um... Like, what do you, like, do you know what it, I'm saying? Like, how does it At least that, yeah. seems like it has a story ending, at least. 
Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's set up in a way that you could continue playing afterwards. And I'm pretty sure I've seen like examples of people doing that. But at the same time, it does seem like it's set up to have a satisfying meta conclusion, I guess. That's interesting. Like, I feel like a lot of roguelikes have started to do that or wanted to do that. Um, it's just, it's just so, there's so many loops inside of other loops in this game. Like it really is a loop game. Cause it's like, like you're not only going in on an expedition and you're like starting a loop, but then you literally loop around a thing, which then in of itself, like iterates on top of itself. And then there's even like, you can put a stop on your like bonfire, like, like where you're just like, yo, like stop when you get there like you know it's it feels like a programming loop in a way like it's just so many loops on top of it. and then dude it's even more meta than that because like what i was watching was someone online being like i'm trashing my save because i'm trying to beat this particular section in the least amount of loops or something and so then they were like not only looping inside the game they were looping outside of the game by destroying their save and starting over again and i just that's too many loops, you guys. Like, I feel like I don't know what my line is, but there's too, there's too many loops in this game for for me. I think so. Fair enough, but yeah, but, yeah. Go ahead. When they were designing the game, somebody was like, "All right, so what's the core gameplay loop of our game?" <laughs> and someone else was like, "I've got it." Yes. Loop. <laughs> exactly. And it's like the core gameplay loop of like five games like slapped together, um, in a way that works way better than you would expect. But yeah, like there's the diablo yeah. loop in there right there's the idol loop in there there's the autobiler loop in there there's sim city loop in there oh my god oh my god there's like there's a, a card game in there for fuck's sake for fuck's sake there's a lot of shit going mm -hmm. on here um cool cool uh okay we've talked about does anybody want to talk about like just builds that they've enjoyed and shit like what have you guys been up to what have you guys been doing what's been your strats and shit that was actually going to be uh, my next question because i guess when it comes to like at least the roguelike games that we've played and whatnot like at least at least okay actually i'll backtrack when i play roguelike games i often find myself defaulting to particular builds like for instance in hades like my build always has to deal with any athena boons because i really like deflect and i find my success to only deal with deflect boons um so that's usually what i go for and runs that don't have athena show up i'm like well this run is lost um and this game i was actually like really surprised that i found myself not only diversifying the builds i was making but also like switching up my build like in the middle of a run and i wanted to see if that was common among you guys or if that was like you know or or if that's just uh yeah if that's just a me thing i guess because what i often found is that i would try to tailor my build towards like whatever whatever stats i like item stats i was getting at the time where i'd like mouse over like three items i'm like oh three of my items have uh, vampirism in there so okay we're doing a vampirism build right now we're gonna try to succeed off of that but then like i don't know halfway through the loop i'm like wow i'm getting a lot of like damage to all items maybe i'll switch it up and we'll do a bunch of that sort of thing um did you guys find yourself doing that as much 
I did that early on. Um, I feel like later on, as you start getting into like building your deck around the build and building your town even around the builds that you're going for, uh, it gets a lot harder to do that. Uh, and so lately I've found myself more in the position of like some runs just like don't work out because I can't get the itemization to fit with the build. Um, I think that especially became true when I started playing Necromancer, uh, which maybe doesn't have quite the same build diversity as the other classes. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I was just thinking that I might go back to other classes because um, I've been playing Necromancer a ton, and like, there's only there's only like three stats that matter. Yeah, it's it like you need like. some skeletons, you need some skeleton quality, and you need lots, lots of skeleton level. Yeah, <laughs> and attack speed, so that you summon your skeletons. Yeah, I guess I can. I guess like caveat like all of my stuff has so far i i haven't i think i've tried to do one rogue run oh, um but I like I, i've mainly been doing just like a warrior class for most of yeah. my play yeah. rogue is weird rogue is like the most different and um i i don't know if i can handle it um <laughs> is it because it, of the lack felt- of defense there's both the lack of defense and the fact that you don't get any items from killing monsters. Um, you get them all at the end of each loop. Um, mm-hmm. And that means that you actually get to see far fewer items each loop if you're killing a bunch of monsters. Um, because all of the items that you get on top of the, like, 11 that you get to see are just immediately recycled. Um, And then like you combine that with the fact that you don't get very much defense, that it's a very aggro build. And it feels like it felt to me like you just really, really needed good rolls on items or else you were kind of screwed. But Mm -hmm. also that was before, I realized that you shouldn't play most of your road improvements if they created enemies. Um, Because I would just die at like loop eight every single time. Um, Because when you play out all your items or, or all your cards, not all your items, you end up just making uh, a ridiculously strong uh, set of enemies. Yeah. So yeah, that's just like a like a mindset switch. Like it's right. and there's like a lot with this game, if that makes sense. Where it's just sort of like and and there may be less of a mindset switch depending on how experienced you are with these types of games. Uh, even ones that feel very different than this, but just like certain concepts that can translate. But like, yeah, just looking and being like, do I play this here? Like, should I? Like, should I play out my mountains right now or should I wait for a treasury? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I think this is what James is talking about. It's actually another level on top of that where it's like, 
it is actually much better to just let your hand overflow and to lose the cards than to play them. Mm-hmm. It's like the style most of the time that I've been playing is actually like I there are some of my cards that I just will never play. Like I I will never play the small forest. I only play the thickets. I will never play a desert. I only play the sand dunes. Most of the like on those road are things I let overflow. Those are, those are I like would say late game versions of rocks yeah. and mountains mm-hmm. and meadows. I mean, I, I'm sure that people use rocks and meadows um in their later game builds if they're going for specific things. Um but yeah. Forests give you bonus attack speed uh for each tile for each card that you've played. And um Deserts give you a flat percentage um, reduced health on all units. So um, it's not good for every build, but um, it can be a huge benefit to make all the enemies weaker. And if you have a magic shield, that helps. And if you have a huge magic shield, it's not affected by that at all. Right. But even even um, did you guys see one of the strats that Jorbs was using was not equipping a weapon early because he recognized that by getting through the fights faster, and maybe this is what you were referencing, James, earlier. Uh, by getting through the fights faster, you give less days. Uh, and with less days, there's less chance for the spawns that you want. So, like, for instance, early on, if you get a spider cocoon or whatever early on, you can get two spiders out of it instead of one if you place it far away from you and you take a while to get there. And then that could mm-hmm. give you two cards instead of or two items. You know, so there are ways to, like, go slow through your loop and then pick up the pace later that can benefit you as well. Like spending more time in areas where you're just very strong. Uh, it can also be interesting. A, yeah. So like, that's a really intense, like first loop optimization or first two loop optimization that I, uh, had not thought of. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been using that. I have been not equipping my necromancer weapon at the start because it actually only matters when it's a whole number and you start out with less than a whole number. So, it doesn't yeah. actually do anything. But I Unless you it. also get a ring. Yeah, I've been equipping it as soon as I can make a whole number, I guess. <laughs> but I hadn't thought about slowing it down. So it's just it's just like stuff That's like really that. Like thinking about this game in those sorts of ways are like those are the mindset shifts that I feel like happen. And I think like I'm I'm guessing yeah. that there are a lot of mindset shifts that I don't even know if Raphael or James would even notice that I don't know until I watch them doing it and then being like, what? Why are you doing this? It's like, oh, well, obviously you just, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> and that's just, it just, it just takes like one time when you hear about it or see it in action mm. that you're like, oh, interesting. It's like that epiphany that can translate so beautifully and so easily between humans. But if you don't have it, you just, you just don't have it. Yeah. I think the fundamental thing that I didn't understand is that um, if you don't generate a bunch of monsters, you can still find enough items to keep up 
with the level of the like slimes that spawn for free on the road. Um, and so like the main benefit of putting those onto the road is actually uh, cards and um, resources, but you can get those in other ways. So, yeah. Like, it's so funny, right? Like they literally are saying like you, the player can choose what enemies attack you and where. Right. And then I, the player am like, I got a card. Place the card. Okay. All wow. the enemies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is just like, yeah. it's just silly, right? But it's just, <clears throat> yeah. It's the shit you learn. Yeah. There's this, um, there's this road improvement called the ruins uh, that gives you a bunch of resources, but they spawn these like scary slugs. I think that Zoe might have mentioned them earlier, maybe. Mm-hmm. Are those the things you were talking about? Yeah. In the ruins? Yeah. That are, they're like ranged enemies. They'll join in any combat, either on their tile or on a tile next to them. Uh, And they're absolutely terrifying as ranged enemies. And they're pretty weak as melee enemies. Although Um, they also have like a 40% chance to just not die when you kill them and just leave the fight instead and stay there only to join in the next tiles battle. And also they give you no like benefit to killing them if you don't kill them um yep so i was like how are these ever worth putting into your deck um and just coming to the conclusion that they probably weren't and Raphael was like yeah but what if you put four lampposts next to them so but no enemies spawn. spawn on it okay and then it's you just resources get right? all the resources so in my last run, I actually did that. I created a whole section of my loop that was just ruins and lampposts. Um, it was like six tiles long where it was completely devoid of enemies. Um, and I just stacked up the loot. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's creative and fun. Um, like it's it's cool to hear about that. Like just because that makes yeah. sense. I wonder. That sounds broken, good, but like maybe that's okay. Maybe that's just fun. It, I would say that it is not broken, good because it takes a lot of time and like specific cards to set up. Um, but it is is good. Um, and I mean, I used it to beat the second boss. Um, so I guess it's pretty good for that. Uh, but I think, I mean, like all roguelikes, pretty much are about finding the broken combos and just exploiting the shit out of them. Like that's, that's kind of the joy of roguelikes in general. <laughs> and no one likes a roguelike where you're on curve. Fuck that. 
I want to be one shot right. kids, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Which is why, you know, I quit after four loops of a build I don't like where I'm like, well, my drops are shitty this loop. Four loops, let's just go home with everything. Mm -hmm. let's, let's start again. Which is, be careful not to actually quit the game because then it just gives you the 30% like you died, <laughs> which I learned. Oh, yeah. God. Mm -hmm. But you got to test it. <laughs> I was like, I have to go. <laughs> I see. We'll, uh, we'll see. And it's just like unlucky, <laughs> but you know, okay, fine. Um, yep. Yep. So Zoe, another thing you can do is actually oblivion, um, empty treasuries. So they stop spawning gargoyles. Oh, yep. see, like the thing is like, it's described to me and I'm like, that makes so much more sense mm -hmm. now. Cause like usually what I would end up doing is I'd stop playing the cards in my hand for like road improvements uh that would potentially spawn enemies after a while because i'm like well i have mm -hmm. this mountain over here which has all these uh what is that it's not valkyries are they valkyries that harpies uh, harpies 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 yeah like i have these mountains with these harpies i've got a bunch of gargoyles coming through every time i lay a stone down these fucking goblins pop up and i fucking hate uh, the goblins, goblins are the worst mm. <laughs> so i'm like so i was just like no the, the game's generating enough enemies for me to be like i will never put another road improvement down so help me god mm-hmm yeah. But that yeah. makes so much more sense that, like, Oblivion can be used for that. Yeah. Although what I often like to do is wait for the one, like, uh, level up perk where it's, like, replace your hand with all Oblivion cards. And every time you use Oblivion, you heal HP as well. That's always great. Oh, yeah. I love that. I literally just played that right now. Mm. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Wow. Wow, this has been quite a journey, I feel like, over the short week <laughs> to experience what the fuck this thing is. I will also just, fun shout out here, small little detail. They have uh, very few options in this game, but one of which that they have is you can, there's different fonts, and you can do like this, like, it's like dyslexic font or something. It's like, you know, to counter dyslexia. It's not like, to give you dyslexia that would be unfortunate um anyways it's like it's a it's a font that's supposedly easier to read if you have dyslexia mm -hmm. which is cool yeah and their main font is very stylized and i could imagine very difficult to read if you have dyslexia so it's great that they have that option yeah it's just funny because it's like the game isn't really cohesive it's very very cohesive and you like look at the and they're like yeah, you look at the font, right? And they, they say to you, like, well, if you're having trouble, like, reading the font, then, like, here, you can have a different font. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm having trouble reading everything <laughs> because it's incredibly <laughs> cohesive. You misunderstand me. It, is there a dyslexia for the buildings? Like, is there a dyslexia font for the road? But perhaps not. Um, it's just actually just I recommend just trying that font because it's actually pretty cool. It kind of it does clash a little bit with the game, um, but it's actually I just enjoyed reading the font. I'd never seen it. I enjoyed like looking at like how they designed it so it doesn't switch. It's kind of interesting. So fun fact, it's hmm. just in the game. Click that shit on and, and like look at the letters. They have like a directionality to them. They like point in a certain way. 
Um, it's interesting. Uh, anyways, just fun fact. It's been the only game cool. that I've seen that has that e- that option even. I don't know if there's other yeah. games out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least it's the only games of this sort of stylized of this art style that even gives you that option being like hey we understand this style can be a little jarring um you want to be able to read there you go yeah i feel like i've seen things like like stylized and then high res um but i've never seen specifically dyslexia friendly and uh i thought that was really cool yeah i've seen it on my kindle Although I th- honestly, yeah, it's oh. called Open Dyslexic. I think it's like an open source dyslexia font. I don't know. I did like light research on this. I'm not an expert, but I was just I was just curious, like because I actually think the dyslexia font in this game is way better than the one on my Kindle. So, huh? Yeah, like by a lot. I do not like. Do you that. have dyslexia? No, but I find so. But maybe, you could imagine that it would be better. I mean, like, do did. I have dyslexia? Probably not. However, I do find the font and the dyslexia font in this game to be pleasant to read. Like, I, I don't mm. think you, my theory, and I'm not sure of this, and this could just be me slowly admitting to you that I'm learning that I don't, you know, I don't know yet, but I have dyslexia maybe. But like, it's just, uh, I don't think you would need to have dyslexia f- to benefit from a font that anchors better. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. So I was thinking about that for myself, like, oh, cool. I would like to translate this font to other things and just see. Like in the same way that I, like program with a unispace font. I don't know what the turn is for that, but it's like monospace. Monospace. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it's like each letter is exactly the same uh, space as the other, so you can visually see like character line counts and stuff. And so when you change like words and stuff, you can guarantee that things line up perfectly, and you so you can just like guarantee that everything is very clean and very organized. Like, I just think that's really cool for coding. So I've always been interested in fonts from there because I think they they do a lot. They do a lot to both, like, in this case, like, tie you into the game, but also just, like, they can help anchor you also, I think. So I don't know. Right. That totally makes sense. I I I think of you in, in a positive way as a very aesthetically minded person. Mm-hmm. You're aware of aesthetic. Um, and... uh so it makes sense that you're that you're into that sort of thing. That's cool. What is the point of living if you can't read a beautiful font? Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, guys. Anything else you guys want to call? Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> Good reference. Good reference. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sure there's things you guys want to shout out. Weird experiences you had. Anything like that? Anything you guys want to? I yeah. wanted to actually say, what was your experience with the game? It sounds like it was a little bit rougher you bounced off it a little bit more and i want to i want to hear about that all right um uh i don't want to get into like my review exactly but i guess i do who gives a fuck what is structure anyways who cares um yeah i really did not like this game (laughs) like i i i would say that this game has a near incredible uh, in a nearly incredibly diverse set of things that I don't like, personally, <laughs> like that, and it was like it's almost really impressive in that way. And again, these are my personal experiences. These are not me telling you at home that you must experience it this way. You understand? I hope that more people enjoy more things. That would make a better world. For me, I hate this game. Like I really do. 
because okay I'll, I'll list you some of the things that i just personally don't like in my games that are present let here. me count the ways yeah like there's a lot unfortunately <laughs> aesthetically love it i find it really busy and really hard to differentiate things and just not a style i have any um reference for or memory of in a fond way no i have no nostalgia for this so to me it's like i think it just looks bad that's to me right that's unfortunate so i don't enjoy looking at it which i have to do a lot to play it <laughs> that's unfortunate i find that that translates perfectly cohesively into the sound i don't enjoy listening to it either unfortunately which you don't have to do, but I feel like probably would add a lot. Like, you guys like the sound of this game, right? Or at least the soundtrack, right? Yeah. That's awesome. The music's actually pretty... I, I really do like the music in this. I hate the music in this. Um, <laughs> because... When the boss portal shows up, I'm like, hell yeah. Unlucky, really. Exactly. <laughs> no, because for me, it all... They all coalesce. Like, this is a beautifully cohesive experience. I've said that a bunch of times. I just hate it. Like, it's endless in a way that I really hate. It takes a super long time to do anything it feels like. Like, this game takes hours. Did you try increasing the speed? Yeah, to two times? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but the battles take forever. Like, the whole thing just yeah. takes forever. What about to 16 times by editing the ENI file? <laughs> you did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no. But people do that shit, and I get it. I wish it didn't break things, but like, no, like what it's, it's like, um, so that's true. I also, I have a deep, um, hatred of games that give you endless, like random loot. I hate them because all they do is like, I'm trying to vibe and pay attention and like Zen into the game. And then it's just like, stop everything is 14% attack speed, better than, okay, let's see, so four defense and- Is 14% attack speed better than 7% attack speed? Yes, unless you're apparently a necromancer, in which case, no, but like, no, sometimes. No, 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 If it's, it's too high. Um, I don't know. The, the real question is 14% attack speed better than 10% evasion. Exactly. Mm. And I have no idea. And I actually don't care. That's the thing. That's the core of it. I don't I don't care. Like that's so and but it does it constantly. It is constantly asking my attention to define which of these two things are better than one another. And I hate that. It reminds me of Borderlands, where Borderlands to me had this problem as well, where it was constantly throwing items that are like barely better, but like maybe not even but different at you. And you just have to like sit there and look at your inventory. And like, dude, I swear to God, every 30 minutes in that game, I have to do a full inventory management pause. And Elaine and I are sitting there and we're going through all of our inventory. And we just changed everything a little bit and had slight improvements. And it was just like, why did we – what a waste of flow to me. Um, so it's not as bad. Yeah, as, it seems like a lot uh, like cy – that, that's how I felt with like Cyberpunk too as well. Definitely. It's like, you know, you do mm. one quest in Cyberpunk and you're like, shit, I have 20 more guns I have to look through. <laughs> yeah. As someone this who enjoys like loot systems like this in general when they're well done, I have to say actually like I feel like it, it really drags in looter shooters and particularly Borderlands and Cyberpunk. Yeah. Like it just doesn't quite mesh there. Yeah. 
I, I think it has to do with the fact that there's this whole other component to doing well, which is like actually clicking on the enemies, and that leaves them less room for the improvements in gear to feel impactful. Yeah, yeah. But it might also just be that I haven't seen it done well yet. So I think it can, but I think they need to chill with how much shit they throw at you. Like, let me stick on a build for a bunch of hours and then upgrade, not minutes, seconds. Mm-mm. I, I think the way I like it. Bad take. Exactly. <laughs> Please write in if you hate me. Um, but like, do <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So that's just that's just my opinion. Is I I like, for instance, I like systems that have shops that mean something. That's another thing that's wrong with Borderlands, in my opinion, is that the shops mean, the the, the shops there, which are vending machines, are essentially there to catch you up, to probably below the curve, or maybe it's exactly on the curve, but like everyone else just has some broken shit. Like if you're really struggling, use some of your 50 billion gold that you've never spent on anything except for upgrades, like on this weapon, and you can at least get to the curve. Um, But I actually like when I have something to salivate over in the store. I like saving my money. I like thinking to myself, I want this magical sword that has magical properties because you know, it hits for extra magic damage. Like, for instance, like, back in the day, there was a bow, I remember, in a very specific, like, D&D-style game that had shot fire arrows, and I was so fucking excited for that shit. But I knew it was going to take, like, I think it took me eight hours of play to get there, but I was salivating the whole time, and when I got it, it was insanely strong, and I used it for many, many hours afterwards, and I, like, intentionally skipped a lot of the upgrades I could get where this one does a little bit more damage, or this one, and I skipped all those in the store, I mean. I did not spend my money, because I did not need it. I, I decided to put the challenge against me and to to make all of those eight hours that I played harder so that I could save my money to get this thing. And in this game, it is 38 seconds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before there's another thing that I just like look at and like, well, this one's level 10. And so so I just, the the stopping the flow to look through items to me is is not my vibe it's not my vibe uh i i i really i knew i was going to dislike it the second i put an item on and then i was like oh i have a new one wait i can't take this item off why not oh because it doesn't matter because nothing matters because you're just going to upgrade them and they're just going to disappear into the ether and i was like oh fuck and then i realized it's just a treadmill of items that replace each other slowly over time. And maybe they all are. So you don't like the numbers going up? I I guess I'm particular about when the numbers go up that I like it. I don't like mm. the numbers constantly going mm. up and me have to constantly be worrying about it because then I feel like, does any of this even matter? Like, is the right way to just sit there and just casually not give a fuck about items for a long time and then just like sift through them all at once? Or like, I think if they demand your attention like yeah. every time you get them. I feel like. Yeah, I wonder if that's would, why, like, the rogue class would be, like, was designed the way it was. Because actually, it sounds like the rogue class in this game is more designed for players like you, McCoy. Because, yeah. like, it, the items only show up once you complete a loop and you're at the bonfire. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just a way they maybe tried to to mitigate that a little bit 
um, being like, oh, for those that don't want to have to pause every five seconds after an encounter, um, you just want to, I don't know, press play, let your auto battler go get up, make a cup of coffee, come back. Oh, we're back at the bonfire. Let's see. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Play. I'll go uh, check the mail. <laughs> that is interesting. I would say that, unfortunately, they demand you play many, many hours before you get to <laughs> be free of that system, which I would say is too many for me. Um, but fair. Mm. That's cool. I See, that I haven't even gotten there. That's awesome to hear that there is a class that can do that because that seems cool. Yeah, you don't see any content creators playing that class because... Um bad i have seen like pretty cool stuff done with the rogue actually really okay cool. uh, so let's see i saw one where they reduced 99 percent of everything's hp and then they got a bunch of attack speed and then they did damage to all with the rogue mm. and so they would just one shot all enemies in every encounter <laughs> by just hitting uh, first. for like hundreds of loops wow that is cool yeah. Wow. I would say like when I hear you guys today talking about these strategies, it makes me think to myself, oh, cool. Like I want to go and apply that to my own practices and see if it works. But then I realize I don't <laughs> because <laughs> like I don't want to take the time that it would take to like get through as many loops or build as many whatever to get to a point where I can apply any of those things. I, I really actively don't. And every time I turn this game on, I realize like, and I start a loop from scratch and it takes forever to get going. I'm like, I, I can't. Um, if you don't enjoy the grind, the payoff won't be worth it. Right. Yeah. Because the payoff is a different kind of grind. Yeah. The payoff is the grind, maybe, in a way. And that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good for you guys. I can't. Like, to me, this game, there's too many things going on. There's too much chaos. There's too much, not only like noise in the way that it visually looks, but also just noise. And there's like so many things going on and so many things are going on at once. And I find that like, I constantly feel like I want to let it play out because I want to get through the loop, but then I need to be constantly pausing it or else I'm going to be missing things. And that's just like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the amount of, of complexity going on, I guess. So, I mean, I think it may just be that this style of game doesn't mesh with you, but at least the way that I think about these loot systems is I have an internal mental model of, like, the value of each of the stats. Mm -hmm. And so then it's actually a really quick scan, like, how does this stack up um, against my model? Yeah. And so then you just like easy toss this one, like fuck this thing, it doesn't work. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's weird though. It but, like pauses the combat when you highlight over an item, and I get that because that you want to switch it in combat. But then I feel yeah, like I, I shouldn't. I wanted to say I think like actually the pause system in this game is kind of flawed, um, and I mm -hmm. wish they would rework it. Uh, even like 20 plus hours in, I was still being tripped up by the fact that there's like two separate pause systems. There's like pause on the map, pause in the combat. Pause in combat only happens when you're hovering over gear or enemies. Pause on the map happens when you press spacebar or right click or hold click. Um, 
I don't understand why they didn't just have a single pause, like pause everything. Yeah, it freaks me out because agreed. I feel like sometimes I want to read shit during the the fights in a way that means I want this fight to progress. And not only do I want it to progress, I am desperately hoping that I can get through 9,000 more hours before, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm I'm running through this loop. Please let the fights just happen. And then other times I'm like, no, I actually want to pause and like think about it. But it just like decides for me. So I have to sit there and watch the battle because I need it to complete and I don't give a fuck about this item upgrade. But then I'm like, okay, but the second it's done. Well, actually those were options. There is a set of pause options. I think these are maybe hidden in the options menu when they could be like, I, I would actually like to be able to toggle them more like freely, um, but there's automatically pause after battle, battle pause when hovering over units, battle pause when hovering over items, automatically pause in the end of the loop. Mm, that's cool. See, I did not see that. Or I think I did see that, but I saw it too early to understand what the fuck it meant. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, what else? This is the type of game that I feel like in my soul, it tells me uh, I should be doing something else at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I should put on some TV, or I should put on a podcast, or I should listen to some music, or I should just do something else at the same time because there's going to be a lot of getting through I need to do. You know, in order to execute my vision, I'm going to need to get through many, many minutes. And uh, I just really don't like games like that because I feel like it feels like it's wasting my time, if that makes sense. it is <laughs> at least for me <laughs> um, not saying for you guys but yeah 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 should, should you guys want to get into the review section you guys there's got more shit to call out feel free to call shit out um i i basically just uh, said my shit so yeah i guess i had another like point of annoyance about the game okay. which is that uh when you beat each boss there's sort of like this pick one of these four rewards thing uh and three of the rewards are unlocking a trait, which is something you can pick as like a level up reward within a loop. And one of them is just like, get a bunch of resources. Uh, it's not actually explained that these are unlocking traits. And what this does is it adds it to the trait pool, which you may not want to be diluting with these. Um, right. So it kind of sets you up for a trap where it's like, oh, I'll unlock all the things. And then it's like, oh, I can never get the things I want. Um, it was something I noticed with like dead cells as well, where it's like, yeah. as you unlock all the things, you really kind of just wanted to get like that ice bow or something. Uh, but now you have to sift through the like 50 bajillion randomly assigned spears and swords. Right. And, but you want to um, try them, right? So you're like, I'm going to unlock this thing. Cause I want to see if it's awesome. Okay. It's not yeah. my style. Oh fuck. Now it's here to stay. That Time to said, reset my save file again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That being said, uh, apparently the developers put out an update saying like they're working on a bunch of quality of life stuff, and one of those quality of life things is like a deck system for the unlocked traits. So. Oh. oh that'll be nice. So it is cool that they're like. Well, that'll be out when I'm done with this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and adding stuff. That's cool. That's really cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Um, 
this game has a lot of stuff that that gets me going and um one of them is uh getting n- new gear and figuring out which one is better i really enjoy that process i really enjoy like diablo style games um i really enjoy looter shooters um because you can do that and also like shoot people uh and uh i totally agree with mccoy that those vending machines are a complete waste of time almost all the time but like Sometimes they sell ridiculously overpowered items, so you kind of feel like you should check them. Um, but it's like super rare. Um, even though they're always a waste of time. <clears throat> I really love Destiny 1. Um, I feel like Destiny 2 was good, but had some issues still does um and i played the division one Mm -hmm. and that was a cool take on the genre as well um but i didn't have any friends that were playing the division and that game uh suffers if you don't have friends yeah yeah um but yeah so I think this game is really cool. I think that if you want to get into optimization and stuff, there's a ton here for you. But if you kind of just want to play your cards and enjoy yourself and then um, kind of gamble on whether the next loop is going to kill you or not, spoilers, it is. Um, I didn't think that remotely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then there's there's a game for you uh, here as well. Yeah. So should we rate this bad boy? Yeah, I, I think was gonna so. say I think we're like getting into that review section then. Yeah, yeah. you could literally just throw. I a think thumb McCoy on should the go first. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Just because he's already kind of said most of his piece. Yeah, McCoy. Yeah, tell us like... the the ten things you hate about this game. Yeah. Ah, uh, <laughs> is this a romantic comedy? <laughs> <laughs> is my review section or the 10 things i hate about you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um again is I, that actually a movie i think Probably. so but again yes. not my space <laughs> 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 oh no am i looping this podcast oh boy okay um yeah again i want to preface this with saying i say it lightly and kindly because again i want people to love what they love don't be influenced by what i say this is just my experience i hate this game thumbs down seriously i actually i actually think this game is evil i actually think that (laughs) i actually think that um because it's just the state of mind it puts you in while it just the the lights flash and things slowly go and you have no effect over the pace and it just the way it takes so long and just the way it's endless and the way that it's just constantly like just shoving things in your face i i i think that is a for some people maybe for me that is a dangerous mind state to enter into i think it 
I, I, playing this game feels like it's shredding my ability to actually focus. And I hmm. really am uncomfortable with that um, feeling because I can't, I can't make sense of it enough. I can't define it. I can't play within its rules. It feels like there's just so much chaos elements to it that I don't understand or that are going on or that can't really be understood that I, I don't know what to do, if I'm honest. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting in, in that regard to me. I think there is very little for me as a person to enjoy here. I don't enjoy looking at it, which you have to do a lot. I don't enjoy listening to it, which you have to do a lot. And they don't think I enjoy the loot system, which you have to do a lot. And then do I enjoy placing things on the map? It's all right. <laughs> like that's so that's kind of where i am um, all right we got him yep yep he enjoys one aspect of the game yeah do i enjoy the meta sort progression of. i would enjoy it a lot more if it was prettier i can't tell what any of those fucking buildings are they just look like pixels uh i don't know that the, is the, that is actually one of the things that's Agreed. really bad about the game is the all town the town buildings, buildings are very hard to distinguish yeah yeah functionally impossible Mm -hmm. i literally like just you can all of them yeah 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 <laughs> you can figure it out if you memorize the one with the circle is the fucking this one and then the one that's next to all of your fields of wheat is the farm etc cetera, etc cetera. yep otherwise it's it's impossible yep yeah so i'll just i mean i i could go further but i think you know it isn't really about what I think this really isn't for me, I think, and that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. For those of you that it is for, what do you love about it? Ambiguous, who I was talking to. All right, fuck Just it. Just toss it. Toss it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking Yeah, nominate like, the next person, McCoy. Yeah. yeah, you have the power. Oh, my God. I nominated you. Oh, my goodness. It's so fun. Okay. I Did anybody catch what was happening there? I will tell you. All of the other people on this podcast made sure to take the stage for about a half a second to remind me that I had a job to do as opposed to just doing it. <laughs> as opposed to just picking <laughs> anyone or doing anything. So thank well, you. No, the thing is that the thing is that you said somebody who loves this game take the wheel. And like th that's not necessary like we don't want to necessarily Commit all to that. be like, oh yeah, you know? No, totally. And then when I say that, who is that referring? I get it. It was very ambiguous there. I think the computer errored. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, speaking of the computer erroring, Raphael, why don't you jump in? Um, <laughs> what? What? Okay. <laughs> don't read into that too much. Or do. Error? I'm just looking to make enemies <laughs> today, you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn. Some of them are on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want a certain percentage of everyone to hate me, I guess, is what's happening today. Mm. So cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I have to say this game really caught me by surprise. I guess I was like, "This seems kind of interesting," and then I started playing it, and then I was like, "Wait, I'm still playing it." Several hours later, oh no, I should go to sleep, but I'm still playing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you started I... playing on Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday, I think, right? I and you have thirty hours in it already. Yeah, and it's Monday, Holy so. Shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's almost yeah. a full-time job so i i had a lot of fun 
Uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I mean, I think I certainly benefit in the exact opposite the way McCoy does not benefit from a lot of the choices in this game. So like, I like loot systems like this. Um, I like pixel art. I like chiptune. Mm. Um, and it does a lot of this really well. Mm. Um, yeah, and so like, with that background, like having these all fit together in this neat way, it was a really like cool thing to see and experience. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm enjoying a lot of the optimization. Uh, as I said, like there are a few things that are still irritating me about the game, and I would say that they're like prevalent enough, like that they irritate me kind of consistently that. I, I don't think I can give this game a gold star. Mm. Um, that being said, I think it's a pretty solid two thumbs up for me. That's awesome. I I love that someone can enjoy the things like because it so clearly does what it comes here to do. So that's awesome. Okay, then I will then throw two well okay so james actually picked this so he's got to go last right so everyone should have known that he wasn't in the pool um already <laughs> but it, anyways all right so you're up what's up i'll i'll go yeah okay um i guess i can just preface this by saying like going off of the games like this that we have played for the podcast in the past like i said like this game was to me looked very reminiscent of FTL. So going into this, I was like, uh, this is going to end up exactly like FTL did where I'm going to play like what I feel is like two hours. And then I look at my steam hour count and it's like 30 minutes. And I'm like, Oh God, I can't <laughs> do any more of this. Um, sorry. That's just how I felt about FTL. People might feel differently. That's just my experience. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but with, this game, I don't know, it, it pleasantly surprised me only because I did not, with how complex the game looked, I thought for sure I would just feel too overwhelmed to, and that I would just kind of barely eke out, um, you know, three hours of this game over the weekend. Um, jokes on them, I eked out four, so who's talking now? Um, <laughs> but I don't know, it, it was it was enjoyable. Um, I, I do like the music in this game a lot. I think it, the music actually kind of is what propelled me to keep on exploring the game just because I do really like the music when the boss portal shows up because I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. And all the, I mean, all the other music's like, okay, I guess. It's just really the boss portal music that's the best. That's all I'm saying. Um... You know, like, kind of echoing the flaws of this game, like, I just, I think there could be better ways to, I guess, like, show you what you're picking up, like, item highlights and whatnot. I would like a clear explanation of, like, the cause and effect of what's happening on screen just because so much is happening at one time. I would like to have some sort of log or ordering system to make sense of how I'm getting certain materials. Um, but, you know, I guess that's that's something they can keep in mind, I suppose. Um, stop start, like the kind of stop start gameplay 
it really just depends on the day for me how into that I am. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, I don't mind this as much. Other times I'm just like, God damn it, I'm pressing pause every five seconds for the love of God. I just want to stop. Um, I guess that's a me problem, maybe. I don't know. Um, it is the kids who are wrong. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, though, in, in the end, I, I'll give this game a thumbs up. Um, it, it was surprisingly enjoyable. And, um, like, it is probably a game that I will try to explore more, you know, in the future. Uh, but do I see myself, like, taking advantage of the infinite possibilities and the infinite loop of a game like Loop Hero? Probably not. I can definitely see myself just kind of petering out uh, and dropping it. Uh, after a bit like it's it's lifespan with me is very short um how short it will be no one will tell but thumbs up from me nice all right. right oh james already knows okay nice i guess it's my turn now huh mm -hmm. as the person who suggested this game mm -hmm. um i think that everyone has done a great job of uh, listing positives and negatives. And um, I think for me personally, I really enjoy a lot of the aspects of this game. I think that um, I just enjoy um, this kind of roguelike with the meta progression system that it has um i enjoy getting something out of my uh runs that that helps me in the future um and um i enjoy that inside the runs i'm getting stronger and stronger um as well um and i enjoy the process of making discoveries that will make my future runs easier. So I really like kind of the whole process of playing the game. Um, I think that I will not spend a huge amount more time in the game, but I do definitely plan on spending some more time um, and beating it. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give it a two thumbs up. If If the things that McCoy has brought up as issues don't sound like issues to you, you'll probably enjoy the game. If they sound like issues to you, you probably won't enjoy the game. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much as simple as that. Like, it's pretty clear what you're getting into after playing the demo, uh, which is free. And I think it might still be available. Uh, so, definitely yeah. take advantage of the demo like it, yeah again i'll just emphasize it's so cool that they even just like offer that in general like right pe people should do that more the first taste is free <laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> uh, god that just has so many two thumbs up in my mind but yeah okay <laughs> yeah. yeah right no absolutely there's a lot of evil implications of the first hit is free yep. oh 100 well, but i mean the the converse of like pay up front find out you hate it yeah 
Now you're screwed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But calling it a hit really suggests uh, addictive behaviors. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. the story I would like to tell is there's um, a friend of the podcast, so I guess I probably shouldn't even name at this point. Um, but that You should probably never name going Yeah, in. I use first name sometimes. I think that's chilling. But like basically like there was someone I showed uh, Slay the Spire to because they really liked Dominion. There's like a bunch of people I showed Slay the Spire to because they really liked Dominion. And Slay the Spire has a very personal place in my heart. Um, but what I was capable of doing that that, that game was stopping when I was done with it. And that was harder than you might think. And this person came to me saying, this is one of the best games I've ever played. This is amazing. I had to uninstall it. It was destroying my life. And I was like, I <laughs> understand that 100%. That is real. They were like, I could just do one more run at any time. And it was just like, maybe it would be different this time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. We have that lineage too in video games. You know what I mean? They're connected. So I just say, uh, if you're not having mm-hmm. fun, stop. That's hard, but do. But also, maybe if you're having fun, stop sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we all video games need that uh that we notification of like, why don't you take some time to go outside? <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I saw that was in Baldur's Gate, and I think it had a, a loading screen tip where it was like, although your character does not need to eat, you do. <laughs> Take some time to go <laughs> get a drink of water and eat some food and walk and you're around. you're like, amateur chopsticks with a controller works perfect. I don't even need to stop. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Oh, yes, yes. And the other thing that I would just say for people for food for thought here, this is just for your own mind, is that we live in a world where streamers are in many ways dictating video game culture. They might, you might say they influence it. Whether you like that term or not, they do. Um, and that's okay. It's actually probably great in many ways because it's some people that we love, right? And yes, we're going to read some stories about them, about not being as great people as we once were, and it's going to shatter our childhood dreams. But the point is that a lot of these people are actually like legit good people, and they get to go define gaming culture by just saying how much they love shit. That's awesome. But I would also add, what are they optimizing for? They are looking for games that last forever. Not for hours, not for minutes, not for hours, not for days, not for weeks, but for months, but for years, a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. And and okay, maybe realistically months and weeks are also things they optimize for. But just reflect on the fact, do you, the player, you, the person listening, me, the person here, do I want the same thing in my video games? Do I want an endless video game, despite the fact that I don't have a full-time job amount of hours to play it during the day like these people do? That's just a question that you should ponder. I, I mean, I know that McCoy really got that impression from this game, but that is not the impression I have. Uh, I mean, I would say compared to something like Path of Exile, mm-hmm it's way harder to define an endpoint in Path of Exile than it is in Loop Hero. Right, right. There's no story end exactly the same way. Or is there? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so I, at least from, I haven't completed the game yet, but it looks like there is going to be a point where I will feel pretty satisfied and be like, yeah, that's complete. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, and that's really cool. And there are a couple of roguelikes that have done that and that have been lovely. 
for that sort of releasing you. But yeah, I just, I just, just, just food for thought, people. But yeah, that's cool. Um, I feel that the game itself has qualities in its loops that feel like the same qualities of sort of endless games. And I just think anything that feels endless to me scares me. And keep in mind, if you want to be really intellectual about it, uh, you can easily make comparisons to multiplayer games, which are endless loops in their own way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like Valorant. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. They all connect, and they are just dominating the gaming space. And in fact, they dominated the gaming space for so long that EA was sitting there going like, fuck, we're not even making single-player games anymore. Fuck those things. They're trash. And then everyone's like, EA, you're so wrong. Look at God of War. And it's like, yes, God of War was very successful in a market that was starved for storytelling games, but you think EA wasn't successful with all those multiplayer endless games they just made? You're wrong. Like, so... Yeah. yeah. Call of Duty is like the best-selling game every year. It's... Yeah. Yeah. So they were dickish in the way that they trashed all these beautiful things that we loved, but they may not necessarily have been wrong. Like you want them to be wrong because they're EA and they feel evil. Um, And I love single player games, but they are maybe making a comeback now in a way that everyone wants to point out and wants to feel good about the fact that they're pointing it out. Um, Like, see, this is what Red Dead can be, AAA Studios. And it's like, yeah, but like these multiplayer games, these what if we started an eSport <laughs> that everyone wants to do, these what if we did, like th- those games have been just dominating for a long period of time. Um, mm-hmm. and so just just accept that for what it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you have it. There you have it. <clears throat> right. Another game in the books. That's we right. We are going to get on out of here. Yeah, I'm not going to make any claims about like what we're going to do next week because I did at the end of last episode and I was just immediately wrong. And even during the editing process, I knew I was wrong, but I was like, fuck, we're leaving it in here because I want to be wrong publicly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so Okay, let's see. Yeah. We, we press stop, right? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Let's get on out of here. <laughs>